0: Hi, my name's Carly Reid from CX Today, bringing you all the latest customer experience news from the industry. Now, today we're talking to Jonathan Rosenberg, CTO and Head of AI at Five9. Welcome, Jonathan.
1: Thank you, Carly. Great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Not a problem at all. Thanks for coming along. So we're here today to discuss with Jonathan a little bit more about AI in CX and how artificial intelligence can benefit customer experience. Um, now, we're going to get to know Jonathan a little bit better over the course of this exclusive interview, but Jonathan, for the sake of our viewers, could you perhaps tell us a little bit more about yourself, please?
1: Sure, uh, happy to do that, Carly. So uh, as you mentioned, I'm the CTO and head of AI at Five9, um, and I've been here about two and a half years. Prior to that, I was uh, the chief technology officer at Cisco Collaboration, uh, and amongst other things, drove their uh, next-gen Webex uh, platform, uh, as well as actually their AI initiatives that led to the acquisition of companies like Mindmeld and Webex Assistant. And then before that, I was the Chief Technology Officer at Skype, uh, where I also ran their AI team back in the super early days when AI was still like you know almost more of a research project. So I've been working on AI technologies all along and actually came to Five9 because I had like a foundational belief that the entire future of the telecommunications industry was going to be driven by AI uh, and that we were going to see that first in the contact center. And thus the contact center was a a great place for me to get started and, and really help drive the industry forward in that direction.
0: Wonderful. That's fantastic. And so with that in mind then, Jonathan, let's get down to our questions. So first one is, how do you think that um, AI has perhaps paved the way for agent augmentation to service the next generation of omnichannel customers?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's, a, that's a great question. So we see it's making a, a huge difference now and there's really sort of three categories in which AI can be applied to provide agent augmentation. Uh, the first of these is sort of what we call pre-call or, or pre-chat Uh, or pre-interaction where the user is conversing with the AI in order to, um, without a human in the loop. So it's a human to AI conversation. uh, And that can be for self-service or it can be for routing, meaning the AI is really just collecting information to ultimately guide the user to an agent and do a really good job at it. And then there is once the user is connected to an agent, we're sort of in call. And here we see the role of AI is to guide agents to help them do a better job meeting the needs of the customer by helping them get information, access to information more quickly, allow them to spend more time on actually empathy and communication, which is the main thing we, you know, we've hired them for in the connect center. And then the last is post call, where we look at analytics and reporting and data um, to understand what's going on inside the connect center. And Uh, We've seen huge growth in all three of these areas, actually, Uh, and um, really uh, a lot of exciting stuff going on in the world of the first one, the pre-call area, where we've seen really an explosion of interest in this space uh, that led us to the acquisition of a company called Inference that we bought, I think, like six, nine months ago, something like that.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Jonathan. And how do you think that advancements in AI, um, I suppose during the pandemic, uh, provided contact center transitions? And could you perhaps give us a couple of examples?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, pandemic changed everything for everyone, as we all know. I'm sure we're all tired of hearing that lead in actually, (laughs) So I can't believe I said it myself. But uh, for the contact center, we saw a bunch of big trends. Uh, First in general was, you know, an, an acceleration of the move to the cloud. Uh, you know, the contact center, the pandemic led to agents being at home. Uh, it led to an increased demand of agents and time from them because everyone was doing everything by online and communications, whether it's voice or chat or email. So just a huge demand spike for contact center uh, agent services. So that a lot of people felt they, they couldn't even get there without getting to the cloud. So that was a starting point. And the cloud is also really a unnecessary thing for AI. AI really only works in the cloud. And so, uh, you know, that sort of has enabled us to do more and more uh, AI technologies. Where AI has really helped is we saw a lot of usage of IVAs, in particular virtual assistants, to help field a massive influx of call volumes. So to give an example, one of our customers was directly supporting uh, COVID relief. This is COVID clinic is the name of the group. Uh, And as you can imagine, there's just a ridiculous amount of inbound calls for people who want to schedule vaccinations and appointments and by deploying an IVA with them we we're able to field a lot more of those calls and allow people to get their appointments uh, scheduled which you know directly helps people so it, you know AI had a direct impact there in, in helping um, deal with the pandemic uh, but across the board these uh, virtual assistants have helped allow contact centers to scale uh, and uh, and that's a really big deal.
0: Fantastic. That's brilliant news. Thank you so much, Jonathan. And I suppose could you tell us a little bit more about hyper migration and the way that AI um, has played a part in this during the pandemic,
1: please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great question, Corinne. And I, and I spoke a little bit about this in, in the last question, right? Which is that you know the the pandemic generally drove a migration to the cloud. Um, and and let me talk about that for a moment too. So I, I get asked this a lot, like. It is the case that you don't have to go to the cloud to deal with work from home agents. And obviously, plenty did, right? It's not like every single contact center in the world migrated to the cloud in like two months and there was none left of an on prem contact center. That clearly didn't happen. But when you have an on prem contact center, it becomes way more complicated, way more difficult. Uh, you have to deal with like bandwidth and traffic management of all these remote agents now. Funneling all their voice back to the premise contact center, VPN access, you know, security and firewall considerations, um, and uh, you know, late quality of service and voice latency issues—it just all becomes harder. So it's doable, but it's much harder. So, so we did see a migration uh, that that accelerated as a result of the pandemic, and and for many of the customers, these are transitions that they were planning to do anyway you know these are folks that knew they needed to get to the cloud and for a lot of folks this was the okay it's time to time to really go do it and if you step back and look at what are the motivations for for these customers to migrate their contact centers to the cloud uh certainly access to some of these new technologies like ai in the form of ivas and agent assistance and speech analytics these things are sort of like really valuable to them. And there are yet another reason on the list of reasons uh, to, to drive towards a cloud migration. So we saw it help pull customers and we certainly saw growth in, in, in volume and in every dimension uh, with the pandemic. And, and certainly a bunch of that was attributable to AI. In addition to some examples like this COVID clinic where it was directly, like, directly related like, okay, we're using AI to help us deal with the pandemic. Uh, by literally servicing uh, COVID patients.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Jonathan. And what are your thoughts about AI being used as perhaps a a cost cutting tool? And um, yeah, I suppose instead of practical automation.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And and this is a topic that I sort of I like feel very passionately about. Um, And, you know, like all technologies, it's possible to apply them for the good of humanity and maybe the not so good of humanity. Uh, And I think if you view AI as, oh, I'm going to use this so I can like let go of all my agents and save tons of money in the contact center, you'll both be sorely disappointed and you will also result in a terrible experience for your customers. So rather what we think of it as is that you should think about AI as focus first on actually delivering a better experience for your customers and then the cost savings follow once you do the first thing but if you start with just like everything i can to throw costs out the door you're going to probably make wrong decisions and and that's what it's at the end of the day listen like this ai technology it has limits it's not perfect it cannot it makes mistakes i talk about this all the time like AI is not 100 percent accurate. If you if you have to do speech recognition or language processing, like no AI system on the planet works 100 percent of the time. Not a single one. Um, and so you know you have to take these kind of things into consideration, and you don't want to hurt your user experiences uh, and and turn your customers away. So so we view it as really providing value. And and let me and I'll talk a little bit about that in terms of uh the sort of these three phases especially the first two so pre-call um have you asked anybody carly like and i'll ask you do you love voice response navigation trees do you love them when you call the connect center you're like yes one for support two for sales i love it you know right do you love that
0: uh well not too no. sure really
1: now about- nobody everyone hates it right it's like a, it's like a running joke like everybody did. It. So, so, we actually have an opportunity to solve that problem. Like the experience I would like is I call a contact center and it immediately it answers a phone and says, Thank you, Jonathan, for calling. How can I help you today? And I say something like, Yeah, well, I got this product in the mail and it was broken when it arrived and I need to, you know, the website said I have to call to initiate a return. And it says, Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Let me transfer you to an agent who can process your return swiftly. And then I'm on the phone with an agent. That would be brilliant. Great experience for a user. And and interestingly, that's a case where we're not actually even getting rid of the agent. We have a complicated use case here, but what we're doing is we're using the AI to direct the call to the agent uh, quickly. And this actually saves a connect and money because a lot of time is wasted transferring calls between departments and agents because they collected the wrong information. So we save some money here and we dramatically improve the user experience, right? Uh, and another example, of course, is is self-service, right, where if you think about it from the perspective of user experience, these days, everyone is used to having like a, a Siri or an Alexa or some kind of or Google Home in their house, and they've gotten used to this like instant access to knowledge and information. One question, instant answer, right? And so we can now, with IVAs, we can provide that kind of experience, not just for like asking who was the actor in that movie or is such and such dead which i do it's maybe it's weird carly but i'm watching a tv show or a movie from the 80s i'm like oh is that guy still alive and i asked oh, if they're dead uh, anyway my thing so you know we 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 had this opportunity to bring that type of like instant access to data to the contact center so again i'd like to be able to say you know hey uh, you know call up the contact center and, and say uh and what's the has my order shipped yet or um you know is this product in stock Right. These are kind of questions that people today spend a long time on the phone and they're getting used to instant access to data. Let's deliver it to them. And that is a, is a huge win, right? Great improvement in customer experience and a, a huge reduction in cost. And the same goes even for agent assistance. So uh, we're big fans of that. We've released our agent assist application. It's been doing great. Uh, we just released our first customer case study actually and they got instant ROI from this product. But what's fascinating about it is They did it by also helping customers because what happened is, is that, you know, people wait in queue forever because agents are busy doing work, tedious work, like making after call notes, right? And what we did is we applied our AI to take the laborious task of of summarizing the call after the call is done. we, We automate that process with an AI and therefore we free up the agents to actually handle calls better and therefore queue wait times went down. So customers win, The connect center wins, everybody wins. And so, uh, you know, you have to think of it as a customer experience improvement that sort of brings your cost savings along for the ride. And when you do that, you will have a winning AI strategy.
0: Fantastic, thank you. Brilliant answer, Jonathan. And I suppose that answer actually leads into my next question, sort of turning it on its head a little bit, but do you think that businesses, I suppose, lately have made a habit of leaning too much on AI? Um, and do you think this could be a mistake?
1: Yeah, so I don't think we're there yet, Carly, uh, you know, I think we're still in the early stages of the deployment of AI technologies into the contact center. So I don't think they're leading on it to too much yet, but I think there's a risk. Right. Uh, and and that's sort of what I'm speaking to. Uh, and, uh, and and we see we, there's historical evidence for this. So so the IVR itself is a great example of a technology that was sort of maybe taken a little bit too far. Right, and before IVRs, remember you call and you just wait in queue, and then someone had this idea of like, oh, we can you know collect information from the keypad and we can service the customer needs, and we don't need to connect them to the agent, and yay, that's going to be great. And we saw huge excitement about this technology uh, and massive deployment of it. Uh, But in the end, like, has IVRs like replaced the need for agents? Did they all you know, costs get cost reduced down? No, absolutely not. In fact it in many cases it ended up with increase in user frustration and anyway they still end up connecting to an agent. And that's this almost like cultural meme about, you know, press zero for agent, 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 zero zero (laughs) zero like, you know, it didn't so like nobody wins in in if you take it too far. Now obviously there are cases where we have had great, highly successful IVRs that do navigate users in the right way and provide them with great and quick information, um, but uh, you know, not enough. Sh- they should all be like that. So, so I fear there's going to be an overreaction in some ways, but but we're not there yet. Where if if anything, we're still underutilizing these technologies, and and my belief is that like 100% of IVRs should start with an AI that says, how can I help you today? Even if you always connect them directly to an agent, just that way of greeting and and understanding what the customer wants is a very solvable problem in AI, very reliable, can work really well, low penalties if you get routed to the wrong agent a couple times, no big deal. Um, And it's a dramatic improvement for customer experience. So there where like it should be every IVR, like in five years, Carly, if I call an IVR and I get press one for sales, two for support, I'm gonna hang up. So (laughs) so call to action for all you guys running contact centers, you should be seriously looking at IVAs at least for this sort of segmentation or routing function and then the right levels of self-service and then deploying agent assist to help agents out. So that's where you you gotta go.
0: Absolutely. Well, you heard it here first on CX today, so there you are. (laughs) And last question, Jonathan, what do you think the future of the contact center looks like?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've uh, I've talked a little bit about that through many of these questions. So to sort of to summarize what the future of the contact center looks like: first, it's in the cloud, like seriously, guys. You know, it's it's you can't get any of this niceness if you're on prem. So it's going to be cloud-based contact centers. Uh, it's going to see AI deployed to provide this concierge or greeting experience for 100% of calls. It's going to be combined and, and chats. It's obviously omni-channel. It almost goes without saying. Um, it's uh, it, com- it uses uh, AI for uh, self-service for cases that are really good, uh, common use cases, not too complicated, that can be handled uh, by an agent. Uh, it's combined with agent assistance for every agent so that all these tedious tasks are taken off their shoulders and they can focus on empathy and human connection, which is ultimately what people really want uh, when they're calling up the Connect Center. Um, And it's going to be supported by agents that are a lot of them working from home. Right. And so we'll see all kind of suites of of tools out there for helping contact centers manage a highly distributed work from home globally available workforce. Uh, So big changes ahead, exciting times for the Connect Center.
0: Absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Now, sadly, that's all we have time for today. Special thanks to Jonathan Rosenberg from Five9 for joining us. Thank you again, Jonathan. It's really lovely to Thank speak you. to you today. Thank you. Now, if you enjoyed our exclusive interview with Jonathan from Five9, then please do share our video on social media. It's always greatly appreciated when you do so. And do subscribe to our channel as well. So from myself and Jonathan, that's it from us. I'm Carly Reid from CX Today. Thank you for watching.